Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast. And certain introductions here. <laughs> we are people on the podcast. <laughs> I'm blank, the blank of the podcast. Or we're all blank, the blank of the podcast. Here with <laughs> us, we have blank. The blank of the uh, podcast and blank, the blank of the podcast. And hey, Chad's here. <laughs> He's the blankiest blank of the podcast. He's I a may blank have been replaced blank. by a sentient plant. Also works. Plants aren't sentient. Silly Chad. You can't prove that sentient plants don't exist. Tricks are for kids. That's true. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we got stuff to talk about. We have tons Indeed. of stuff to talk about. So much. All right. Well, um, let's start off with Anime Blast. Um, went there again. Uh, had a great time. Didn't didn't do any reviews, save for we did uh, have a conversation with uh, Nico, head of MTAC, as well as uh, Lauren, head of guest relations, Jonathan, head of customer experience, Con Kitty, and uh, you know the con chair of a KaiCon, and Hello Mark, and oh god, was that everybody? Was there more people? Like one, uh, it feels like there were more people. Oh yeah, there was one more person, Jeremy. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Miller. So many he's... people. Yeah, so it was a uh, too that's... many cook cast. Yeah, there is a too many <laughs> cook cast uh, that <laughs> that will be going up after this, even though it was recorded way before. Um, but I've just been tired and lazy and haven't haven't done it yet. Uh, we do have some guest announcements for both MTAC and the KaiCon, so you'll want to make sure and listen for those. Um, anyway, uh Anime Blast. I feel like the best place to start this this discussion, Dylan, uh, is on our drive down to Chattanooga. Yes, yes. Uh, now that I do, now that I remember it. Yeah, because um, we we stopped for food on the way there, and we stopped in this nothing town that has hey, nothing except hey, if you if you if you grow up in in that area it's not nothing nothing but it's, it's but next it's, to nothing it's, yeah, it's, I, it's, yeah i can see it's can nothing see. adjacent yeah it is, I, it is nothing sweetwater okay when 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 i lived in athens sweetwater yes was one of the cities that we were like at least we're not them yep. hey. so, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah Any, anyway um, oh yeah guess where i live Nowhere. Um, <laughs> nowhere adjacent. Um, but they do have a Long John Silvers, which is a declining thing, and probably for the best. But it is a combination Long John Silvers and W. Yes, not not a combination Long John Silvers pizza, so I can finally free myself from this mortal coil. Um, <laughs> but we stopped there. You know, it was, it was me and Dylan riding down there. It's like, you know, A&W Long John Silver's will both find something we like. And we walk in. I don't know how old this girl is that's that's you know running the cash register. She's probably in high school. Probably no, not happy to be working a cash register on a Friday night. I, I don't know, man. She she seemed pretty happy with, with her lot in life. Um <laughs> because Coping we walk mechanism. in. We, yeah, seriously, we walk in there. She can't be any older than 19. She's very young. That's the point. And, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting there. We're looking over the menu. She goes, you guys want a Kit Kat? <laughs> and at first, this I'm like, breaks our brains. At first, I'm like, no, thanks. But then I think to myself, John, how many other times in your life you're going to be offered candy at a fast food restaurant? Never. OK, yeah, I'll, I'll take a Kit Kat. <laughs> um it's just it's literally the first thing she said to us. I'm like, I'm I I lost my ability to think at that point because I didn't I, I couldn't process that. And uh you know, you know, we 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 graciously accepted and we placed our order and we're uh you know, she's taking our orders and stuff and we're waiting on our food and she turns and starts talking about how she's going to figure out 
the pin number to get in the cash register is so that when she gets mad and quits, she can steal all the money. And she's saying this to her boss. <laughs> and the boss is like, well, it's, you know, the, the combination is, is so-and-so's birthday and my birthday. And she starts guessing numbers. I'm like, can can I, can we, can anybody get in on this? Or <laughs> it's just, is this just for the employees? Um, and uh, anyway, my food comes out. We're waiting on Dylan's. And I think it was Dylan's fries or something that we're cooking. Yes. And the girl, the girl talks to the person cooking the fries. She goes, uh, how long on those fries? And he says, however long it's going to be. 40 goes, seconds. Yeah. Can, can you make it 40 seconds sooner? <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's like, you know, you're, you're the one that's causing these people to wait. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> In a small town in Tennessee, you can never quite be sure when that is said, if it is said ironically. That in this case, is, I think it was. But that's, the best, that's the best case use of, of thanks, Obama, when when you're just not sure whether they mean it or not. Um, <laughs> anyway, I ring the shit out of that bell on the way out. Because, you know, <laughs> it, has, it has a little bell and it says, uh, ring the bell if we did well. I ring the shit out of that bell. I've <laughs> never been so amused. Uh, at a fast food restaurant in all of my life. <laughs> so shout outs to the girl in Long John Silver's and Sweetwater. You just keep on rocking it. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Friday night, actual convention. Uh, Dylan and I get there. Uh, Charlie and Daryl are already there. Uh, they got our badges and stuff. Um, what did we do on Friday night, guys? Uh, we went to Anime Blockbuster, which was, I think, Drago's first show yeah, of the con. Yeah, it was Drago's first show of the con. Um, Charlie, what did you think of Blockbusters? Which one was that? That was the one where... You got the hex grid? Yeah. And each... Oh, and you had to connect the sides? Yes. Each yes. letter has the first letter, or each square has the first... Hex yeah. has the first letter of the answer. Okay. Yeah. Despite not remembering it, uh, I actually did really enjoy it. I had that is the first time I've seen uh, that particular uh, game. I think it's a British game show. Ah, that would do it because I'd never even heard of it. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I liked the um, the sort of added strategy of being able to like if you're pretty good at it, block your opponent's advance. Um, oh, that was that was pretty cool, and the way I, I played that was was pretty interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, I do like. Oh, sorry. Go, no, go 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 ahead. I do like it that it's not just a straight up quiz show. So, like, even the people who didn't necessarily know as many answers. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, and this was also the one that's played by a solo player and then a team of two, like a family related. team. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, and it it takes more squares or more hexes for the uh, family team to connect it. Uh, yes. And it, it was just interesting. It's, it's, it seemed much closer than it would have been if it was just a straight up quiz show. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought that, that was just like, a, I mean, for all intents purposes, I guess it is kind of a, they just put a couple of twists on a straight up quiz show and. Well, I mean like I, Jeopardy. Yeah. But I, but I think, I think that ad, that actually adds a lot of entertainment value to it, particularly the the whole is are two minds better than one or two heads better than one. And then um, the whole strategy of even if even if you're pretty behind, there's there's always the chance of actually being able to block the other person to where they can't win. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I do I do like the fact that Grego puts on good shows. Um, I do want to point out yeah. that he is currently um, he's going through some some difficult times financially because a lot of the cons that he goes to uh, in years past start to fall on the same weekends this year. Oh, uh, so that's made it tough for him. So if anybody is willing and able and wants to support him, um, there's a couple of different ways that you can do it. Um, he's got, I think a GoFundMe thing where, uh, one of the donation ranks is you will actually get a home version of one of his game shows. That's cool. Yeah. And, uh, 
then there's some other things that you can do if you just want to uh, throw some money away. But I'll I'll make sure to put those in there. Um, I think my favorite moment from anime blockbusters was uh, he was saying that he was gonna like in in quote unquote commercial breaks because you know he breaks everything up for YouTube and and kind of does you know the whole game show thing online and. He said he was going to give away candy to people who answered questions, uh, you know, in the breaks. Mm-hmm. And Daryl said something about, oh, you know, I, I'd like some candy. And I'm like, OK, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he asked some question. I throw up my hand he, and I answer it. And he goes, who was that? And I, you know, kind of stand up a little bit. He's like, oh, of course it was you. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good time. You you have been banished from Grego's game. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's not like you didn't deserve it. Yeah. But in a good way. You you earned it. Yeah, if they ever do like a Hall of Champions, uh, I'm sure I'll be on there. That would actually be kind of cool. He really should oh. do like a Tournament of Champions. Yeah. Granted, in his circumstances, that's really hard to do when your champions are at conventions like all over. But yeah, well, uh, I wonder if he can just you know this would be a, a fun way to to do it. You know, if uh, if you've been a champion on one of his past shows, you know maybe um you know, you send a donation, he'll put your name up on 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 the wall of champions or something. That'd be cool. I I throw in for that. I'm I'm vain enough for that. Uh, mm. um, shit. So what else do we do on Friday? Uh, um, I think we hit the dealer's room and yeah. Artist Alley. No, Artist Alley was closed by the time we got there, I think. Uh, no, we got a few minutes out. Or I don't know. We got a few minutes out of it. Anyway. Yeah, I think I think okay. that was maybe actually the first thing we did before before Blockbusters. Um, let's see. We did that. Uh, we went to the 90s nostalgia corner. Uh, panel, mm-hmm. yeah, which was which was all exclusively uh, Western animation. So I was mildly disappointed because I was hoping, like, I love '90s anime. It is so good. <laughs> um, but that wasn't what it was. It was it was '90s. You know, like some of the Fox Kids stuff, um, like Batman the animated series and X Men, and a lot of the Nicktoons stuff, which made me remember I actually like. Really was was not Nickelodeon fan. Actually, how much television I watched in the nineties, which is apparently all of it. Yeah, I remembered a lot of it. I I think what was interesting was because he went through and listed all the different shows that Nickelodeon and Fox Kids and Disney showed, and because he listed the years with it, I could see like exactly like what point I stopped really like heavily watching TV as a kid. It was like around like 96, which would have put me in high school, which kind of is like apparently I watch kids shows really, really late and in into my teenage years. I'm watching them. Lots of people did Um, and still do. I thought the interesting thing about this was this was a very, very information dense panel for what it was. Mm -hmm. Um he did show a lot of the intros and that's kind of what you're like, wh- kind of what I think we walked in expecting it to be. And it's mm. really interesting because we, I remember we had this sort of discussion of um, like, well, you know, should he have shown more stuff? Well, I don't know. Cause it's actually interesting. They went back and kind of cataloged all this mm-hmm. and, um, you know, listed it out chronologically and, and, in some cases kind of name had a good idea of what maybe influenced what, you know, what the trends were at the time. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really neat. Yeah. It was a very good panel. It needs a little more polish, I think, because he had, he really had way too much material to go over. Um, And I know that I think he actually did narrow it down a bit, but I think it probably needed to be narrowed down a little further. Like not, necessarily spend so much time talking about each show, but like just sort of cherry pick 
Yeah, like the best ones. Yeah, because because the thing is with with a with a topic like that, what you can always do, like okay, cherry pick a you know five, ten, whatever to to really go into depth with or show actual like clips from. But it's it's it becomes one of those things that you can really easily like next year I'll do another set of shows. The year the year after that, I'll do another set of shows. Like it's one of those things that there's just so much material. You could actually have panels for a long time um to be able to to give people a little more of the shows that they liked. I yeah. I, I, I will say um because it is similar in theme, if not in, in execution, to my um, awesome anime, uh, mm-hmm. the Time Forgot panel. And I felt like it was just a really dry panel. I, I, th- I thought, you know, it was a good concept and, and he did some things very well. But, you know, kind of standing there as he's talking and, and going over slides... Like it's it's nice that he has that that knowledge and it's good to use that, but I think it also could use like more like mm. short clips from the shows instead of just the introductions and stuff. You know, sort of it. And of course, this this does take a lot of effort. Um, yeah, but if he can find you know specific clips to use that sort of capture what he feels is the essence of a particular show and the point that he's trying to make about that show, I think that that's a much better way to go about it. But it's something that takes some time and effort that I don't know, you know, if between the time he, he submitted the panel and I don't know how many times he's done it and that sort of thing may not be the sort of thing he had time for at that particular time. But if he wants to do it in the future, I think that would be kind of my, you know, two cents. Yeah. Yeah, My, I kind of came out of it. It, it reminded me of, of what we were talking about in the GMX pod, or what I was talking about in the GMX podcast, where I kind of said that there seems to be probably you could say multiple axes, but kind of a continuum of what panels can be like on one hand, they can be information heavy and that's going to be your, um, you know, kind of your lecture styles. There's on the other hand, there can be this very experience oriented, which is going to be <clears throat> your clip shows and your ASCA characters and whatever. And then somewhere in between you have things like discussions and, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And really it, it I, I think what we're seeing is this could actually go either way. It could be more, you know, it could, it could stay being in depth and actually maybe pull back on some of the, the clips mm-hmm. and some of the comedy to focus on that, or it could go more the experience direction. I actually, I, I really like this. I'd, I'd actually, I actually wish I, he had like the slides up or something. Cause mm-hmm. I could probably go back and, you know, find some shows that I would, you know, probably like to try to rewatch if I could find them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think part of the, part of his problem may have been, um, cause I know I do this when giving a panel, um, your slides are basically in a lot of cases acting as your outline and when things are going well, when you have it and you, you, you kind of know what you're going to say, but you ad lib it cause you don't want to read it directly. And so when things go well, <clears throat> then you breeze right through them. You spend the exact amount of time you wanted to, to spend on them when you wrote it. And if you don't, then it becomes easy to get stuck on a particular slide or a particular bullet point or slide um, because um, you forgot what you were going to say or it didn't exactly work out, you know, the way you had originally intended. That may be part of it. I think he was also like under the weather when he gave it. So I, I wouldn't like necessarily. I think that had a lot to do with the timing. <laughs> Yeah. So let's see. What else did we do Friday? I think that was pretty much it as far as panels go. It is actually as far as just anything. Because that was the one. We went back to Daryl's apartment and watched uh, Too Many Cooks and Keen Peel Clips. (laughs) Yep. Because we had to get up early. (laughs) And we we stayed up late. Yeah, we're not good at this. <laughs> no, we're not good at anything. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> no, we we did fine. We I, we got there in time. Everything was fine. It was okay. I'm fine. How are you? 
Yeah, I think right. the first the first panel of Saturday that I did was was my Inkscape panel. Wasn't it like in the first block of panels that day? Yes, it was in the first block of panels that day. Um, and I actually had revamped this like a week or so before uh, ABC. Uh, before I used to do it, it was just a Google Docs uh, slideshow. Yeah. And then at specific points, I would jump out to Inkscape and demonstrate something. I'd start out with, with some existing work. Uh, and then, you know, just to give you an idea of like the big picture and then I'd kind of dial it down to the specific techniques and, and the, the lower level stuff. In this case, I just built an Inkscape uh, image like with with one slide per layer for the slideshow. And in a lot of cases, if I was going to demonstrate a particular technique or something, I already had a path there that I could work with. It went so much smoother. And that it's really funny because early on, I, I don't necessarily know that it was a great panel. Um, but I've it's one that I've like not submitted as much because I'm like, well, I don't use Inkscape as much anymore. I've run it a lot of times at a lot of different conventions. I should probably just retire it. And this this time I gave it, I was like, you know, this actually improved a lot over uh, just with that one change. Hmm. It was actually a really small turnout, but there was like a mother with two of her kids. and uh, I think she had said something like, you know, if we're going to be here, you know, we're going to go to some educational like crafting panels and things like that. And so <laughs> I don't think she knew Photoshop as well as her kids did. And, but, you know, she was asking like more professional questions. And I was like, uh, I do this as a hobby. I don't know. And I, I always like that in panels, you know. Was was that your impression of you doing a Keanu impression? Keanu Reeves impression of you, possibly. <laughs> possibly. Possibly. Um. But it went okay. I think the one after that was anime that I actually you guys went to the vitamin geek vitamin geek podcast. I did. I'm not sure what Charlie was doing during that time. Um, I went to the uh, Aikido demonstration. Okay. Well, cool. Do you want to talk about that? It was pretty good. Um, unfortunately, I didn't mean I didn't get to sit through a great deal of it. Um, but but it was pretty cool, and because. It seems like the, a lot of the conventions we go to, like for a little while, they were way more into doing uh, martial arts programming. And it seems like that's fallen by the wayside largely. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see um, ABC taking that up and, and doing something with it. Um, but it, it was a good demonstration. And they actually had a, there wasn't a huge crowd, but because um, they're only in the morning, but. Um, they did quite a bit of audience participation. Um, and I believe, I swear, one of the staff members of Hamacon um, was in that. Like, she practices Aikido, and, and she helped out with the demonstration. Um, but it was, it was good. It was good. Do you happen to remember which one it was? We can, we can ask. If I saw her, I could, I could, I could probably, probably pick her out of a lineup. But which means it could just be someone who looks like her. No, because I know that she's well, I, I do know that the lady that was at the Aikido demonstration was from Alabama. Oh, like that was specifically mentioned. But anyway, okay. see, so well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get the uh, the Hamacon directors uh, in a lineup for you. OK. And and we'll see if you can pick out the one that did that to you. Um. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I did go hang out with our friends over at Vitamin Geek, um, and they they did the same kind of a similar but slightly more organized version of what they did last year, which was they did a live podcast where uh, cool. Normally, their podcast isn't very anime centric. Um, I guess you know to a point, ours isn't either all the time, um, but. They did sort of an anime themed. They talked about some of their favorite animes. All of them were on Netflix. I'm I'm positive. 
Uh, cool. And you, you can go listen to that panel on their, on their website and I'll make sure to, to put the episode uh, on our, on our links there. But it was fun. Um, I heckled and, and harassed and participated and <laughs> was generally kind of a D bag because <laughs> I love those guys. So, you know, they, they get the D bag treatment during their <laughs> podcast. Um, so you can, you can, you can enjoy my, my hijinks for yourself if, if you so desire. Um, I'm not going to tell anything else about it because if you're interested, I want you to go and, and listen to them instead. Uh, <laughs> so what did you guys do after that? Um, I believe that was your panel. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was, it, was, it, was my pa- it was my panel. I think about uh, this time Chad got in. Yeah, yep. that's, that's right because I was like, oh, holy shit, Chad's here. Um, so I did uh, Awesome Anime that Time Publishers forgot. I felt like it did fairly well. I mean, it wasn't yeah. a huge attendance, but we had a pretty good number. Um, I thought it was a pretty good crowd. But, but I don't know. I'd, I talked about shows and junk and stuff and show clips and junk and stuff. And somebody yeah, that was there can probably do a podcast and uh, rip me a new asshole. And that, that'd be <laughs> fun. I'd probably be, I'd be, I'd probably agree. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was garbage. I well, thought it went pretty well. Yeah. A lot of it is stuff that you're kind of surprised, like, how the hell is this not still in print? Right? Yeah. You can't even buy a fucking Gundam show, man. Just not right, man. It's a godless place. <laughs> um, so, what did we do after that? City Cafe. City Cafe, yeah. Uh, the the eternal death way at CFA, where where the only way that anything got done was by Daryl just threatening with no one around to get up and leave, and then magically our waitress appeared. It was really eerie. It's it's usually not like that. One of the things I like about ABC's location is there's a lot of you know, things to do, places to eat in Chattanooga, and you, know, yep. you got a lot of and choices. Although usually. City Cafe is just like packed. As long as the con- for the for as long as the convention is actually open, it is pretty much packed. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the area, definitely go and check it out. It's a very good uh, mm-hmm. cafe. Has very good food. Uh, this particular time, we did not have very good service, but that's not necessarily yeah that's, a that's... product of either the server or the restaurant. It's just necessary. You know, it was bad. Yeah. So true. Um. We tr- we try and be a little bit more understanding of stuff like that, but yeah. And then um, what did what did we do after that? Back, and I think we went to um, Blades of Fury prop making. Uh, yes. with, oh yeah, yep. props and it. weapons with rain. Um, it was something. I think none of us had anything we really wanted to see that slot, and Chad wanted to go to that, so we all ended up. And wasn't it before your panel, Dylan? Yes, I, I think it may have actually. Been the same room and everything. No way. It was it was the same room, but it wasn't immediately before mine. Mm. Okay. Okay. I actually went through the schedule and wrote down everything that I did. Um, I just I remember thinking to myself, I was not in any way interested in the subject matter, but I felt like uh, Rain, the presenter, did an excellent job. With mm-hmm. the presentation, yep. yeah. Was, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, I, I really felt it was good because he basically had a bunch of different props he had made, and in a lot of cases, he used different. Um, maybe he didn't use, but I know he talked about different techniques that you could use, and so you didn't just have like one way in. It was like well, you can start with this and then you might want to move on to using, you know, he, I think he mentioned moving, using Warbler yeah. first because it's easier and then you move on to using foam or something. Well, it was really he, good. He got into the trade-offs of each, so that's... Yeah. Like, that was the... Good, it was, it was, he, like, like you said, he did a really good job. It was... he. I mean, he's only been doing prop-making cosplay, I think, for a couple of years, maybe. Um, but I, I do think 
that he demonstrated a a good knowledge of the subject. Like he 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 had done his homework. And more than that, it was presented in a way where you're like, you know, a good panel both a good how to panel both makes you feel like you could totally do that. And then gives you the information you need to actually, you know, oh, I should probably look into Warbla or this foam, the, mm-hmm. the craft foam or whatever, or, you know, like PVC pipe. He used a lot of that as frames. So mm-hmm. I think it did both of those. Chad, what did you think? Because you actually had a lot of feedback I when you started talking about I thought he did a pretty good job. Actually, most of my feedback was crap about painting because that's the one part of it I actually know. Um, I will say that I believe he said he'd only been cosplaying for like a year or less, something like that. Yeah. Um, so given that time frame, I did feel like uh, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Like, like I said, he, it, it really did seem like he had done his homework. So if if it wasn't something that he had worked with, he had, he had looked into it. So... <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think after that, we went to the Pokemon game show. Mm-hmm. Um, which I went to just personally, I was, I was interested in seeing it because I had not seen it, but I know nothing about Pokemon. So I wasn't expecting. I actually think we went in like, yeah, we may end up getting out of here. <laughs> More to well, see what kind of game show it was. That was yeah, yeah. That was my my principal reason for going. Was I just want to see what framework he's he's using? Because I believe it was a ori- I believe it is original. Where most of his game shows are based on a oh. TV game show. Oh, I didn't realize that. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of based on Minesweeper, but well, a yeah. little bit, yeah. Which was pretty interesting. Like I I, I did like the framework of the game show, but again. I knew I know nothing about. Yeah, it essentially requires you to be like a complete encyclopedia of Pokemon. Like he Which literally reads player. Yeah, he literally reads questions from his DS. So, yep. I'm yeah, like it was over my head as far as um, the actual. Yeah, I know about all. The, I don't know about all this Mew three bullshit. So, if it's not in the Poke Rap, I don't know it. <laughs> that's just how that goes sorry guys alright so we have anything else to say about that uh, I, I was only in there for maybe 30 minutes you guys stayed a little longer than I did because yeah. I went over to to because um, I know Chad was going to head over to History of K-Pop so I headed over there to check that's that out that's right yeah and that one I was rather disappointed with, so. Yeah. How so? Is it really too much to ask when you run a a panel about, you know, K-pop to actually play some K-pop? Play music, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I got the sense from some of the stuff they said that, because, again, I came in like halfway through, and it kind of sounded like they only realized, or, or they only figured out how to get the sound working like technical halfway. difficulties. Yeah, there were some technical difficulties and the kind of thing that you should have. Well, yeah, but I also got the sense that this may have been like one of the first, if not the first time they'd run it. And, and I'll say this, I, I, I did respect one thing because I, at first I went in thinking, okay, this is just going to be a K-pop clip show type of situation. Um, but I, I guess I should have realized that the title history of K-pop, I, sh- you know, maybe shouldn't have assumed that, um, but that said, I mean, they were trying to they were trying to do the the whole you know make make better fans. Um, so they yeah. were trying to actually educate people. They about got K-pop. a lot into the the actual fandom stuff yeah. rather than that is which true. Was not that is true. Uh, so I, I I will applaud some of the stuff they tried to do, but yeah, the problem was they only ever I think showed two videos. Like even At once the very they. End. Got, yeah, because well, I mean, they still had thirty minutes. I think when they got the technical difficulties set, up, you know, figured they out. They kept droning yeah. on about here's what this fan group is called. Yeah, that part. And I'm like, like, okay, maybe it bears mentioning 
a little bit, but it doesn't really have much to do with the K-pop itself. It doesn't. It it really doesn't. And I mean, I understand maybe they're. Yeah. Maybe it's just that I'm old and I've tended to avoid fandoms because fandoms are always fandoms always turn toxic. Yep. There's some truth to that. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, I think I I think they have the skeleton, uh, you know, the framework of something pretty good. I think it, pacing is something they're going to have to work on. Uh, and, you know, both. actually play the damn music. Well, that's what I was getting. Well, when you talk about like, music label and talk about this music label puts out this style of music, and you know, then you try to talk about it, or you can actually play some and let us. See yeah. What that it, yeah, that is. Go ahead. So that is tricky to do, I think, in an informational panel. I, it's not impossible. And I'm not well, saying it's tricky. It's, How tricky is but, it to say this is what, this company, this is their style, here's this well, new? Yeah, well, what I mean yeah. is I, not, not necessarily tricky. It takes a little more work because you actually have to cut something. You have to find a representative sample, cut it down, because I don't know that you want to play a whole three, four, however many minutes song. I, well, I, no, I think they should. It's a music panel, so you should. Yeah, because a music video is a small, self-contained thing. It's not like you're taking a thirty-minute show and trying to find a way to cut out clips. Okay, um, that's fair. So I don't, I don't even see the need for that. And the way they had it structured at first, it was they would have a slide that you know at the top of it was, I think more or less like a, a recording label or producer. Then yeah. they would list like the major bands under that label or producer. And this would have been like, I mean, the framework they kind of already had was perfect to go from slide to example of one of those bands. Then go to the next label, example of one of the bands that 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 records under that label. Like that, and that goes back to the whole pacing thing too. Is like, why we? There's no point I think in even bottom top or bottom loading, you know, with the videos. It it the videos really should because it will break it up. And keep somebody from from you know getting bored. Um, if someone's like you know not completely into what they're talking about, like it, it gives um, it gives you that nice break point, so you're keeping people interested. Like that's that's really, and I and I I hope they'll sort of rework that and sort of get that stuff figured out because I think they that that it could be a really good panel. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm assuming you don't mean it should necessarily turn into something like, uh, like Chris's Chris no. and Powers skate no. party, but, which is is definitely more like the experience. You know, you're in there solely to listen to music. He introduces each clip, but it's really about getting up and dancing as opposed to. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. What I'm saying is scene. that that they have the informational slides, but they break those up with videos in other yeah. words if you're doing a panel about music play the music okay. yeah that's that's the most succinct it's way not of putting hard it. to understand do the damn thing so <laughs> play that goddamn mandolin dylan <laughs> boy we're reaching back of it for that joke oh let's see what did we do after that uh, was that uh, the last thing, next thing I have is the <laughs> board and card gaming 201. Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on. Here comes the mandolin. Mandolin ukulele. Oh. No, that uh, actually is He's a mandolin. He's got a hipster ukulele. That is a mandolin, Chad. Wait, did, Shut up. Did we just experience mandolin drop? Is that what happened? Uh, whoa, no, whoa, yeah. Whoa. The, the, whoa, the whoa. Next, next one panel I went to was board gaming, it was my board gaming 201. Uh, went fairly well from my perspective. It, there's a small crowd, not a whole lot of really hardcore gamers, either in board gaming or in other areas. So, you know, I think we got a couple of people to try new things though. Possibly. I know, I know, uh, you, you interjected a lot and, and I still maintain that you can do your own panels. What do you think I need to do a panel on? Mecca. I mean, miniatures seriously. painting. Yes, Mecca, Fuck miniatures that. painting, and uh, miniatures prop design. Or Classic play, anime. Play. Any, any. I know nothing about any of those role playing games. History of role playing games. <laughs> 
You could do any of these. You could do all of these at once. Right now. Right now. Ready to go. Ready to go. Nah. I, I do think that panels, it, in general, it seems like a lot of their panels were. Chad, if you're going to know a thing, know that G, run that GD panel. <laughs> okay, you, you know what? Have you ever heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect? Yes. I'm not sure which end of it I fall into, but probably one or the other. If you thought you're, but do you, if you don't think you're competent, I don't think you fall into the end where you're, where, where you overestimate your own competence. Like I said, I don't think that's it. That is the most complicated excuse I've ever heard of. Uh, anyway, uh, do you have any comments on this particular panel, Chad? I think it went well. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's gone better. I will say it's gone better. I, I, well, I, I just felt like the convention in general maybe didn't have enough, enough of an audience. Yeah. For that I, type of panel. I do submit these to and a lot of places. Yeah. And I do submit these to anime panels. I, and the cons, more practice you get, the better. Yeah. I probably should, if I'm going to do that, submit these to, um, submit the otaku version. Um, instead of just like, usually I put it in the description as an option. Um, but I, I probably actually should submit it as, as that. Well, I, I don't think necessarily, but it depends on the convention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, we'll, I already we'll know I'm, that I'm the next, we'll get into that with the next convention. Yeah. I already know I'm kind of on the fringe as far as what I'm submitting, but I don't know. Something I can talk about for an hour, so I as try. opposed to I'm over the edge. <laughs> I was about to say. All right. So what else? There's a guys... brief history of fighting games and anime. Which... Uh, yes. Oh that, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. That was, was at the same that, exact time. Who did that one yeah. now? That panel sucked. Yeah, it did. Nah. But it's fighting I, game I, anime, so I, I can't tell if John is joking or not. If he was this no, the one it, that had like a low turn. Or was it, it had an okay turnout? It wasn't terrific. Um, it was definitely yeah. the lesser of the two. The neat thing about the turnout, and this was uh, very different from the time that I ran this at Hamicon, was that roughly half, just slightly short of half of the uh, people in attendance were female, which I thought was really neat. Yeah, that is cool because that is, as since that has not been historically who's shown up for that panel, right. And actually, at Anime Blast, uh, you'll you'll hear this on the interview we did with you know the Impact and the Kaikon people. It turns out their current Konkiti is a fighting game fan, so that was that was interesting as well. It was, it was really it was a, a diverse group, and I was I was very happy to see that. Yeah, yeah that that is that is pretty cool. Yeah, being that that it's normally considered kind of a boys' club. Um. I wonder if I wonder if there's just something weird about Chattanooga. Maybe, um, but it would it would it would be cool to know like the the people in the audience like why you know what like fighting games they were into. Right. That I w it, that's definitely more of a discussion panel than yeah. Uh, than, than what that panel lends itself to, but True. it'd be interesting to talk about. Yeah, I, it was it was unfortunate that I only caught a few minutes of it, but it was I enjoy it. Indeed. <laughs> right. So I think the next panel. I think you guys all went to my game dev panel. Yes, um, I, I didn't know. Which I vaguely remember you all being in there at some point. Okay. I vaguely remember being there. Okay. I have vague memories. Um, it went okay. Like this actually um, seems to go better where I have people who have some experience and, you know, aren't just coming in fresh, which actually kind of defeats the purpose of the panel and makes me think I need to rework it. Um, if I, you know, if I keep doing it in its, in its current form. Um, but it was kind of funny because early on I talked about a lot of the, you know, 
how to kind of get into it, like the the mental, the mindset, the process, that sort of thing. And there were a lot of people in there, including some people who were actually doing like much lower level stuff than what I was. Um, and when I say low level, I mean like low level programming as opposed to like they're writing C plus plus or Java instead of using mm-hmm. something like an editor. And it seemed like when I jumped into the technical part, the crowd kind of thinned out and it was all either new people or unity people. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick to unity and I do better when I stick to unity instead of trying to give the broad overview. Um, but it was really cool. There was, there was one guy in there who was apparently working on a video game project. Um, and I think he'd kind of run into some, project management difficulties with the people he was working with and you know he was asking me how to do all these complex things and um that's that's always cool when you have like that q a and and there was a a woman in there that was doing um she was already a programmer but she wanted to jump into gaming and so i could you know hopefully jump into like the code a little bit more um so Hmm. yeah Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right. What else you got for me? I believe that was the last thing we technically did at the con, which is un- which is weird. Yeah, it's kind of because <laughs> we were there on Sunday. Well, I mean, at the con on Saturday. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. That was. I don't even have any notes for Sunday. I'm not sure I did anything. I don't um, think we did much of anything. Sunday was definitely like Saturday night and Sunday was definitely like hangout time. Oh lord, yeah, which yeah. is weird because usually like the people we end up hanging out with at cons are not at ABC. So um, that was a nice. It change. ends up being like the one where we actually experienced the whole con. Although mm. I didn't, I didn't see like uh, I saw Cody, but I didn't see like Chris, and so. Mm. We didn't have, we didn't go to as many panels and I don't think we knew as many of the voice actors, uh, or I wasn't as familiar with many of the voice actors. So we didn't end up going to the, uh, like the voice actor panels to see if the street, I wanted to, especially for some of, uh, Trina Nishimura's stuff, but I just yeah. never had the opportunity. Yeah. I think with us doing more panels this year, that was also an issue. Mm-hmm. I, I would like, I'd like to see them at other conventions where, um, MA Bless doesn't have a media room, but they've always been very, very good to us in yes. terms of you know working with us and and having us there. Um, but I would I definitely like to sit down with some of them for for interviews at some point in the future. But we'll see how that goes. I, I do kind of wish we had gone to some of the voice actor panels because again, as as we've said before, ABC is the place where we saw the 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 magical voice actor panel where no one asks the questions that everyone asks that no one wants to be asked in a voice actor panel. <laughs> and like, I just, I just have to imagine that, you know, the streak continues. Yeah. I, I do think Chattanooga has a very, just from what we've seen, has a very nice, very interesting, very unique community, you know, in terms of, of anime and gaming fandom. So it does seem like I mean, it good on them. Mm-hmm. Um, Seem to vaguely remember, probably not to the point of actually getting drunk or tipsy, but probably drinking more in one night than I ever have uh, that night. Yeah, because we didn't we all go on a booze run. And, oh, we sh- shit. We should talk about a uh, sushi nabe. Yes, we should. Oh yeah. Again, one of the nice things Chattanooga has a downtown Chattanooga has a lot of really nice restaurants, and mm-hmm. we're pretty much right there within driving distance. Um, it's a, that's only the second time that I've been there. Um, I think that was your recommendation, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, mine or Daryl's one. Actually, I think it was probably Daryl's. Um, because she knows all the good places in, uh, downtown Chad. Well, so does Charlie. I think what it was, was like Charlie listed a number of places and Daryl picked one that she wanted to go to. So, yeah. Um, but it, I, I, this, like I said, Daryl and I've been there once, um, and and had a really good experience, and the food was really good. So I was like, well, it's that, this, this was a solid suggestion, and I really do like it. It's it's a little on the pricey side, but it's it's 
uh, Chattanooga's oldest Japanese restaurant. Um, it's in a really nice place. The the food is excellent. Um, we thankfully the first time we ever went, we had a server that shared their secret menu with us um, that they had put together of all the stuff they liked, which included at least one thing that wasn't actually that is not actually on the menu. Um, there are these little Japanese peppers that they use. I think they use them for. Um, they're actually the reason they have them is to use them in one or several sushi rolls. Uh, but one of the things they will do with them is uh, fry them up tempura style, and you'll dip in sauce. And and they're they're they taste a lot like a bell pepper, but they are spicier. Um, but they are delicious, and I mean everything I had was was really good, and it seemed like everybody had a pretty good time. Yeah, I, I will say that that doesn't, you know, that's normally not the kind of thing I go in for, but it was really delicious. Um, man, I, I have to, I have to tell this story because it's just so good. Um, you know, I ordered chicken teriyaki and for about five bucks more, you can get a steak added onto it. So I did. And guy brings out my plate he's like i had to send your steak back uh you know i ordered it medium well and they took it out medium rare or something like that Mm. so a few minutes later you know dude brings out this plate with the steak on it and on the menu it says 10 ounce sirloin this was not a 10 ounce sirloin this is a big fucking like new york strip steak it was so good and it was i think it was better because there were like two vegetarians sitting there in front of me (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's that's harsh. But everything there was just so good, and uh, I have to I have to give Charlie a shout because at the end, as a joke, you know, they were asking how the checks were going to be split. I said, "Oh, you can just throw me on somebody else's," and then Charlie picked up my my dinner. So, love you, Charlie. That's what you get. Don't say it if you don't mean it. <laughs> uh, oh no! <laughs> I don't know. I know. Yeah, my meal got bought. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Well, that was that. That was at Daryl's command. Well, Daryl. Daryl is also very sweet, and I love her as well. So, <laughs> and one of the nice things they did have, just to segue into the next thing we did. I don't know if we're going to go into this too much. Um, they actually had a really good sake selection. Um, yeah, they had like ginjos and daiginjos and stuff, and. You know, I know something from like going to the Hamacon sake tasting panel and, and reading a bit on it, but mm-hmm. this is one of the few times I've actually just like gone out and ordered it for myself, which turns out to be like much better if they have a good selection already and you're not buying like just the cheap stuff that, yeah, you know, isn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. After that, um, booze run and then booze run and yeah, did a uh, very late night recording. Too many cook cast. Too many cook cast. That's that's why I don't. Why I'm I'm. We did very little on Sunday. Is uh, we got back very late or very early, depending upon one's perspective. Yeah. Um, so it took a while to to get going the next day. Did we do anything on Sunday? Um, I think we went to Grego's line them up. Oh, we did. Mm. Mm. That was an interesting game. It was. It was very much a. I think Charlie and I had this discussion. Like it was very much kind of a standard memory type of game. Mm-hmm. Yes. But because you were matching up statements uh, or characters with statements about them. And what makes it great is they had the uh, Laugh Out Loud improv group there acting out the incorrect statements. Yeah. Um, That was pretty good. I can't think of any of the. And they also had um, Daryl. I can't remember his last name. One of the voice actor. Gilbo. Gilbo. Yeah. Yeah. They also had him there. Um, you know, in the lineup doing improv with them. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Some, of, some of those were really funny. A very, very different sort of games 
game show, but I think this kind of fulfills like Charlie had said he wanted to do, you know, go to one of the improv panels and he never got to. So this yeah. kind of filled that gap. True. <laughs> True. Um, I think the only other thing I ended up doing, I stepped into, um, like I was going to look at, go to like convention life and active balance, but it looked like it, it was like scheduled for an hour and a half, but it looked like it ended early. So Mm. I don't know. Um, since we have been talking about like stuff we did in Chattanooga, uh, I think after that, we ended up going to the Terminal Brew House and Rembrandt's Coffee, which were both yep. really great. We actually stopped at the Terminal Brew House on our way back from Hamacon Minicon today. So, yeah, which which you'll hear about in a future episode that will release late, uh, later, but record immediately after this. <laughs> so, yeah. But Terminal Brewhouse, man, some good shit. Pot roast nachos. Pot roast nachos. A lot, lot of people fuck up, you know, sort of the wood-fired pizza. Not these guys. <laughs> no, they're, every time I've had pizza there, it has just been amazing. Yeah, they the stuff they do, they do very, very well. Agreed. And uh, in addition to... to uh, to brewing beers, they also have their own house root beer, which is quite good with some house-made ice cream. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I am as well. So, that was, is that it? Are we done? I think that's everything we did. Do we have any final thoughts? You know, oh, we should probably start with Chad, since Chad has not been to a convention <laughs> since aught something. <laughs> that's it's a factual like statement. I don't know. What what did you think? What's your summary, your wrap up? Your I review? try not to think. Thinking is dangerous. How did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Was it fun? Yes. Do you <laughs> care to elaborate? No. Binary chat, everybody. That too. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> it's Chad Libs. Everybody, <laughs> let's play Chad Libs. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh okay. God. Actually, I, I think I've already said everything I can say about it. So you going back next year? Possibly. <laughs> Rousing endorsement, Chad. <laughs> Charlie, save us. Oh, it was very good. I I really do like um, Anime Blast Chattanooga. I like the venue. I like their setup. Um, I whoever is in charge of their their uh, <sighs> crap. Whoever's in charge of um, arranging their guests does a marvelous job. Um, it's just like they're, I think they're really good at what they do. Yeah. Like everybody, like the, like the, the setup they're able to put together is it is, it's a small concept, a small setup, but it, it, I think it shows that they work really hard to curate quality. And I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, I, the only thing I would wish is that, um, and this may be an effect of, of available space, but um, I would I would like to see their their dealers room and artist alley get a little bigger. But, yeah, definitely. But that's that really is like my only the only thing that I would like to see change. I think I'd like to see them get bigger, but but you know, the words of Lil John. Don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, go Google Lil John Lazy Town Remix and get back to me. <laughs> but, but yeah, I I enjoyed it and I will uh, most definitely be coming back. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun for me. It's uh, because it's not something that we do, do like a heavy amount of interviews and stuff. It was probably the the most just pure 
fun I've had at a convention in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I uh, really do want to thank uh, Michael Miller and all the staff and volunteers there. Uh, they're always really good to us and had a great time and just cannot wait for next year. So appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hearts and minds clear. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to knock this one out and we're going to come right back with another one, but you're not going to get to hear it until I damn well decide you can. So (laughs) thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.